Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, your Star Wars podcast for us super fans. And those of us who are forced to listen to them. Today is someday, and someday we're about to take you on an emotional journey. An emotional journey? That's right, Thomas. Get ready. It's time to drink up. Drink up. Hey there. Before we get started, I want to just give a couple of trigger warnings. This is going to be a very emotional episode for Tom and I. Um, so we will be talking about substance abuse, assault, and abuse in general. If those are triggers for you, do what you need to do uh, before you listen to this or skip this episode altogether if you need to. Um, we just want to make sure we put that out there beforehand. Thank you very much. And as always, I am your host, Brian. With me, as always, is my better half and your better host, Thomas. Hello, hello, hello. What am I doing here so early? It is Friday. It is yes, Friday. Yes, <laughs> I, Thomas, as you know, have had a very tough day, a very emotional day. I was not prepared for chapter 14. I didn't know. I didn't know this was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either, and I've been a mess. So, uh, Good thing I got my friend with me. Yeah, we either smartly or not so smartly are drinking some alcohol earlier than we normally do, and we're about to um, dive into this. I just want – there's a few stories that uh, are important to share with this episode, and I want to make sure I take I, I, I talk them through with Thomas before I... Now, what episode are we talking about? We're talking about Chapter 14. Chapter 14, The Tragedy. The Tragedy. Yes. And yes, it was. I know when I read the the uh, the title, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. No. So, and again, just as forewarning, I have only watched this episode once because I can't get myself to watch it again. I will. At 4 a.m.? At 4 a.m., that probably didn't help either. <laughs> um, anyways, so we will go through our through our uh, review of the episode. We'll recap it, and then we'll probably dig into the uh, the themes at play here that I think are um, are really really important. And I I feel that we can speak to some of them uh, very specifically because of our life experience and where it brought from our perspectives. So, uh, forewarning. I will do my best to hold myself together. And I'm talking now. We will be live tonight. This is Friday. And we will be doing Pink Milk After Dark with Em and Mark. And I really don't want to have to completely lose it on YouTube. I'm more comfortable losing it here because no one can see me ugly cry. (laughs) I might show up tonight. Really? You never know. Like a special guest appearance. Okay. Shall we set your mic up downstairs? No, let's not get that crazy. (laughs) Like, I'm going to walk through the room. That's what I meant. Okay. Okay. <laughs> help our ratings and be naked when you walk, please. You know, that might not help your ratings. <laughs> oh, no. It most definitely would. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything happened since... Uh... Since I saw you last? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when last I left you, you were upset about the episode. I was. Also tomorrow, Not everyone. upset about the episode. You were upset... No. Because of the episode, I, maybe? It triggered some very heavy things that I was not prepared to deal with. Well, it's a stinky little episode. Poor little Yoda. Yeah. I'm sorry. Grogu. Grogu. I've been really... Pri- it's going to take me a minute. I've been trying to specifically say Grogu because I want to <laughs> go to Baby Yoda, but I keep stopping myself mm-hmm. and typing and saying Grogu. Um, so... We also so this episode's going to come out on a Friday. It's going to be a very weird timing. I'm going to just pump this out real quick. So hopefully the quality is up to par and what you're used to. Um, but I'm going to knock it out real quick because we also have something very exciting happening tomorrow, and that will go out on Wednesday. It's pretty important. It's pretty big. It's pretty big. It's a pretty big deal. No pressure. It's shiny like a star. No pressure. So before and speaking of pressure. I'm eagerly awaiting some of those uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts. They've all been good so far, so don't let me down, listeners. Shoot us some more reviews and give us a written review. They really, really do help get our voices out there to a larger audience. So if you enjoy hearing us, 
I'm sure some of your friends would too. So help spread the love. Also, don't forget to join us on YouTube and like, hit like and subscribe to our channel. We've grown, uh, I can't believe how much, in <laughs> like a matter of a week. So hopefully you're enjoying those live streams. And uh, if you are still here from our appearance on Star Wars Explained, we appreciate you. Thank you, Alex and Molly. Thank, Thank you, you to much. everyone who's been on our show. Thank you to, for everyone that I've been on their shows and Tom's been on their shows. Um, actually, a really good video to watch after you listen to this. If you go to Blue Bantha Milk Co. on their YouTube channel, I did a uh, a video with, with Sean from Blue Bantha Milk about fatherhood and the Mandalorian. So that's part of our story here that we're about to talk about tonight. So that would be a really good one to do. If I, uh, I might put that in the show notes, actually. So I'm going to take a note of that real quick. Thomas, do you want to start uh, while I'm taking this note? Do you want to um, fill us in on how the episode starts? The tragedy. Can you do it? Can you remember? You've only seen it once. i got to be honest with you. It was 4 a.m. All right. Let me think. <laughs> let me think. Let me think. All right. Uh, the title was The Tragedy, as you see, you saw. I did remember that part. And, uh, huh. They, what was the name of the planet? Actually, you know, it moved very, Tithal. very... Tithal. It moved real quick, actually. So, they went right to pretty much the honestly, altar, but if that, you will. That episode, was the opening was so touching between, him, between Din and Grogu. And I saw the title... See, it's already starting, guys. I'm I, I'm going to be like this the whole episode. So and just this get is ready. why I have a cocktail. Um, it opens, and Grogu and Din are really bonding. And we just left him last, last episode as he's just watching his little baby sleep and trying to say goodbye. But this dude cannot say goodbye. And he's they're playing with their little gear shifter knob, and he's using the force to get in. He's just like, you're a really special kid. And that really spoke to me. One of our children in particular, I don't think had ever had a nice thing said to them their entire lives. And I'm going to be honest, they didn't know how to handle it when we did say nice things. They were not used to it. They're still coming to terms with those things. And and little Grogu, you know, had probably never had anything nice said to him before because his happy times, his happy life was sitting in the Jedi Temple where those people don't love they don't show attachment. They don't show compassion. They don't show anything. This poor kid. And Din probably hasn't seen compassion in an incredibly long time. I was thinking about this today during this scene. And this is going to uh, be a horrible recap because we're just going to talk. I'm just going to talk. Tom's going to talk. We're just going to talk. I think Go it's watch probably the show. How, how we're going to do this episode. <laughs> so uh, hopefully we'll recap it better tonight. But I was watching Din bond with his son and it made me think to that flashback from season one when his parents are running with him and he's in his mom's arms before they get to the bunker and that was probably the last time that human had had a loving touch he was left in a bunker basically watched his parents get murdered by a blaster fire and was picked up by Death Watch, and now we know was taken into an occult, where he had no interaction. This is the way. Did you call him a cult? He was in. A, that's what the Watchers are. That's what. Huh, that's okay. what we learned. The, or the uh, when Bo Katan came, and mm -hmm. he's like, "You don't take your helmet off." Oh, he's in a cult. They don't believe in those things. They've taken it to the absolute extreme. And so that kid, and we remember he had said before when he was with with Omera. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I haven't had my helmet off since I was about their age. That dude has also never had any affection. And I think it made me rewatch how he is interacting with the child because he doesn't know how to do it either. Hmm. He doesn't know how. He is just a person living with trauma. He was neglected for his entire life. And neglect was something that I didn't have a whole lot of personal attachment to before we became parents of foster kids. Uh, but there are things we'll get into, I'm sure, today. Um, so that was already like a big deal. It was pretty heavy, actually. But it made me really proud of Din because he's trying. He's really, really trying. So we get to, to Tithal. 
if I'm saying that correctly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. We basically jump right to the altar. Like he can't land, so he's mm-hmm. got to go land farther away. They walk up the hill, and no, he flies up. Oh yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> gonna they, go for a bumpy ride or something <laughs> like that, right? He we're says have something. The windows cute. down or something. <laughs> it was actually very touching. It was cute. Yeah. Well, you got, you missed the part about uh, how he gave the the ball the top mm-hmm. to whatever that was. Top to the controller. Yeah, the shift knob, right? The shift knob, correct. And uh, how he was quite proud of him because he Yeah, you're a special kid. Grogu. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You work on his powers, yep. if you will. And I thought that maybe he was going to start training him because that's what Ahsoka said. You have everything He is going to start training him. Yeah. Well. He is, according to Brian. He will. And I was also. So <laughs> we land and... Mm-hmm. Um, well, he lands the ship and then flies up there. We didn't mm-hmm. know he landed the ship, I guess. But he flies up there, and they're basically at Stonehenge. And there's, you know, the seeing stone in the center. The seeing and, stone. And he places Grogu down. And, you know, I really, there was blue butterflies, which you won't know much about. No. But it was a really beautiful nod to Raylos and Ben Denshin kids out there and people out there who... There was uh, a lot of people who who call themselves Raylos, who are really into Ray and Kylo being together. Okay, and um, from what I from what I can gather, a lot of them, you know, really believed in Ben Solo and feel that he was not done well and treated right in the Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was a cute cartoon that little baby Ben was like chasing these little blue butterflies. So those blue butterflies have come to mean something very special to, to that part of the fandom that has felt robbed and quite frankly, are not treated super well by a lot of the internet fandom. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it was really, really nice touch to give them like a little ICU. And I thought it was just a nice touch. Um, So baby Yoda sitting on the singing stone, doesn't know what to do. And, Mando's getting frustrated because he's a dad who doesn't <laughs> know how to handle those things, mm-hmm. and he's frustrated. And that's when uh, we see another ship come in. But he was already transported into that blue realm. Not yet. You don't think so? Mm-mm. You sure? Not, not if I, no, so he was like, hey, you're not doing anything, and then they, we turn, we hear a ship. Mm-hmm. Some of us know what that sound was because the Slave One has a very distinct sound design and it's amazing. Hmm. And there it is, the Slave One. And I was like, okay, I guess I was wrong. It was not Cad Bane <laughs> at the end of chapter five. <laughs> All right. I still believe he'll be in the episode, in the season. Okay. But so Boba Fett's back. Oh, uh, yeah. And he's like, okay, kid, we got to get out of here. And he turns around, and now we've got this force bubble around him. So he is now communing with someone. And I was telling you this morning, like, the closest thing that I think you could relate to is that is when Aang from The Last Airbender is in the Avatar state. And he can't really be woken up when he's there. And that's Mm -hmm. basically where Baby Yoda was. So he's communing with someone. Grogu. Oh, oh, thank you. Grogu was communing with someone. (laughs) Uh, and how could you not give that bo- little boy a name? Look at his face lights up every time he hears Grogu. Yeah. And honestly, imagine if someone didn't know your name for 50 years. See, it's the importance of knowing someone's name. Remember, the 100%. most important thing you could do is remember somebody's name. So You're right. A hundred percent. hundred percent, actually. Well said, Thomas. Eh, you know. Coming in with the big stuff. I love it. I love, I love <laughs> you very much. Um, that's who Tom is. You're just a good person. Like you, I just love you. You're a very good person. Well, thank you. I love you too. Thank you. So, Baby and Yoda's sorry, too. Grogu. I just did it. Yeah, I'm clearly not that good of a person because I keep calling <laughs> Baby Yoda. Uh, Baby Yoda's communing with someone, and Mando's like, "I hey, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna go figure out what's going on." And he's shot at immediately. And then we get the reveal. It's definitely Boba Fett. And then we got someone who, ironically, just our last episode, you were wondering where they were, and there she is, Fennec Shand. Yeah, I really liked her she last was, season. And she there was, was something about her. I she just was liked great. Her. Yeah, that outfit. I, I loved that the actress orange. a lot. Yeah, Ming Na Wen. Yeah, I like her a lot. She was in. I mean, I she I know she's the voice of of um, Mulan from the the old the Disney cartoon. She okay. was from ER. That's where I knew her first. She was, was she in, in Shield. 
Yeah. Okay. Yep. She was, and in then that, I think that's the last thing. I don't. I don't follow her okay. actors' careers like that very often. But mm-hmm. I remember her from when she was on Shield, from when she used to be on ER, because she was one of my favorite characters on ER. And I am now, just so you all know, we are in our forties. Well, Tom's in his is fifty. We uh, are. <laughs> I we just were around. Into it, thank you. <laughs> Not that I have a problem with it. It's all good. Trust me. It's it's all good. So, um, yeah, I loved. Her outfit, we didn't get to see her outfit that well before. Like, the bright orange on there was hot. It was so hot. I love I loved that. I love that outfit. So, he's like, whoa, I thought you were dead. And she lifts up. She, like, reveals that she's got, like, droid, a droid abdomen now or something. It was pretty cool. It's a little weird, though. I didn't know what it was for. It's probably, like, maybe, her, I don't know, her intestines, some sort of thing. I don't know. So, she can't poop. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Always ready to go. <laughs> no. Or eat. She doesn't need to eat either. That'd be great, too. I wish I didn't have to eat. <laughs> um, Sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Things that go on in my mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, okay. So, and now she's indebted to Boba Fett for helping her, right? Mm-hmm. So, they're Boba's... Or, or, Din's worried they're there for the child, for Grogu. And they're like, no, I'm here for my armor. I want my armor back. And we get a nice little history of Boba Fett and his father, Jango Fett, from Attack of the Clones. I don't know. Do you remember him from the prequels? I do. Okay. he's His father is who all of the clones are based off of. Boba Fett is a clone himself, but was not given the growth hormone. So he is he's you know a clone of Jango. And Jango raised him as his son. Until Mace Windu chopped his head off in front of him. And there were some really great stories with young Boba Fett going in to try to kill Mace Windu. It was, there was some really cool stuff. And then it shows him as a young child how he got into bounty hunting and all of this stuff. He's got some cool stuff with Asajj Ventress and all that in Clone Wars, which you and I have not watched those arcs together, but we should. They're really, really good. So he's like, that, that armor was my father's. And he, and then Din knows who Jango Fett is. So he's, quite a legend within the Mandalorians. And it's interesting because it was a really great way to George Lucas had said that Jango Fett was not a Mandalorian and they kind of retconned it a bit by saying he was a foundling, which some could, I, I haven't been a lot. I have not been on Twitter much today because I've been very emotional. So it's not always the safest place to go when you're emotional. Uh, so I don't know what people are saying, but Din is going through a bit of an identity crisis right now. So it was important to hear that. So getting and and Mand and Din's going to really respect Boba Fett wanting the armor because you know, Din knows how important the armor is to him. So I really really like that story and you know, they work out a deal. Help me get the kid out, you can have the armor or something along those lines. And then all of a sudden another ship starts coming in. And a bunch the stormtroopers start pouring out. And then the action gets amazing. <laughs> you know, it's pretty <laughs> impressive how uh, one or two people can hold off all those stormtroopers. <laughs> stormtroopers are, no- are notoriously bad, notoriously bad shots. But no, I mean, honestly, I was so, I was so happy for Boba Fett fans. Like I like Boba Fett a lot. I would like, I think if you, as a blanket statement, or were a boy in the 80s, you love Boba Fett because it was a very cool toy that looked like nothing else. He just didn't look like any other Star Wars character. He had this mystique about him. There was no disintegrations. He was just, like, cool, right? He was just cool. And he's super hyped, and there's a lot of people who think he's overhyped, and I can get onto that because, like, you know, he died by a blind, a blind dude and fell into the Sarlacc pit, all that. Any, but that fight scene today... <coughs> Excuse me. That fight scene today <laughs> was really loud. I apologize. And edit that out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I leave it. I like to keep it real, Tom. This is like at our kitchen table, and sometimes we cough at our kitchen tables. So, anyways, I was really, really happy for all the Boba Fett stands, and I was also really happy for the people who are like, I don't want a Boba Fett story because he's not cool. Gave him a really great moment. And I'm really looking forward to this show developing his character into being a character who's deserving of things. Like, we don't know anything about Boba Fett. Not really. If you get into the supplemental stuff, the books and the comics, there's a lot there. But I'm excited for that stuff. And I think there could be some cool things. So they're fighting off all the stormtroopers. 
right? Wave mm-hmm. after a couple waves of stormtroopers come through. Din's right. trying to get to baby to Grogu, but he can't. He keeps getting knocked out. That's just pretty powerful. You know, he's like willing to really sacrifice himself to save his child. We get that cool shot with Fennec Shan throwing the boulder down. We get our little Raiders of the Lost Ark moment. It was really great. Um, it was awesome until it wasn't. So we're almost at the end of the episode. This episode like really flies by and then it just, it, you know, remember I said to you, I was like, wow, was it over already? Yep. I mean, it really did. Was it a shorter amount of time? You know? I don't know. I didn't even it look. Was, it felt like it flew by. Honestly, it felt like a 15 minute episode. Uh-huh. And it was moving, moving, moving. I was not prepared for what happened. And it didn't even hit me until I left because I feel like it went so fast and then I pretty much went to work right after it was over. So I hopped in the car for, you know, my 40-minute drive into the office. And the waves of emotion just started to hit. And then I was not okay. So we fight off a bunch of stormtroopers. And then the dark troopers come. We get our comm officer, who's still amazing, telling Moff Gideon, you know, this is where they are. And they shoot the Razor Crest. That was a holy crap moment. That was the last. I was thinking about this later today. There was a few episodes back. Remember when the police were pulling him over for her broken taillight? Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is the only way I can hide is my ship because it's not marked. I can't go slow when he had frog mom. He's like, I can't stay out here. They're after me. And that ship is all I have to hide in. And we spent a lot of months talking about Mando in season one as his coming out story. And now he's learning to be out and a father all at the same time and how difficult that is. And it was his home and as it was, well. it was yeah. his last safe space. Mm-hmm. He could hide there. He wasn't out in the world. And when being out got him attacked, which we have seen in this episode, when he had to hide his child and protect his child, it was his hiding spot. It was his last safe space and it's gone. And now he's out there alone. Mm-hmm. I think we've all been there. You know, where you're just like, you come out and you're okay for a minute because you're really, you're riding the high of finally letting it out. And then there's the whiplash effect of, and I hope it's, I hope it's getting better for younger people. I really, really do. But for a lot of us who are a little bit older, a lot of us had a whiplash effect of, oh, my God, but now my life's going to get really hard. And it just, it was really, really hard because it brought back some of that stuff, you know? And he doesn't have anywhere to be. He doesn't have anywhere to go now. Now he's relying on his enemies to lift him up. He doesn't know these people. He's a foundling and lost all over again. And it's really heavy. You know, it's some really heavy stuff there. And then the dark troopers come. They came quick. And they came quick. Mm -hmm. And I was not anticipating this. I thought something was going to happen. And Din sees them. And he runs up to save his, to save his little dude. And it was too late. And it was too late. And this, so they took him up to the ship to Moth Gideon, yeah. where he's probably been before. So why didn't this little baby Grogu do anything though? Why do you think he didn't do? Well, anything? he was. What was he doing? He didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into this. Let's just recap the episode because okay. then okay. there's heavy stuff to talk about. Oh, oh, oh. So, um, he's up in the ship. Now we're in the ship, and he's probably been there before. He clearly knows Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon knows him. And there was that real evil smile as he's like waving the dark saber in front of his face. He's like, you're not ready yet. But baby, the Grogu's in there trying to protect himself and he's choking the stormtroopers, but he's not powerful enough to actually really do anything. They're not feeling good, but he, he's not strong enough to, to help himself yet. He's just a baby. And it's just, it's really heartbreaking that he's back to being tortured. This little child is about to be tortured. And he's alone. In a cell. 
and then they shackle him. And that's like the last shot of Grogu, and he's shackled alone Laying in a cell, mm-hmm. locked by himself. And we'll talk about some of this stuff coming up because this is this like five minute things brought so much stuff out in me that I think is really important to talk about because I think the show is doing some really, really, really important things underneath the pew, pew, pews. Um, but then something, you know, so we, we come back to Din and he's digging through the ashes of a ship of his life. He's just digging from everything that was just taken from him. And there are two things left. First is that gear shift knob. The little piece of his son is still there. And now it, the series may have started off as a job and as an obligation. And then he thought he was supposed to give them to the Jedi. And now he knows what it's like to not have them. We just talked about this, I think, last week of sometimes how hard it is because, you know, and I don't know how foster parents do it because Sadly, sometimes these kids who are removed from a really bad home end up back in that bad home because the state and people want to keep children with their biological families and how these foster families let those kids go back to a home that they know is not good for them. I can't imagine the pain that those families have to feel. And so he's got a little piece of his son and he's got his spear and he's ready to go fight for his son. It's no longer personal. It's no longer a job. It's no longer under obligation. And we are, I believe we're about to see a new Mando. Because he has never had to fight for something for himself before. And now he is a father fighting for his son. And it's going to be interesting. So we're going to take a quick break because uh, I, I, if you don't want to come back, because it's going to be tough, then... Uh, We'd like you to come back, though. We would. We would. So we'll be right back. I would imagine this episode has to sting for a lot of parents. That was not easy, seeing little Yoda flying away up there. Uh, However, not all parents have had children who understand what it's like to be taken away from their parents. And sadly, we do. That's true. And uh, we've spoken a lot on this podcast about this show, not only looking at it as being a queer coded show, but also how we relate to it as foster parents. Um, I'm really, really, really connected to Din. I loved season one, but this season that's really built on becoming a father and as a queer person becoming a father. And it just speaks to me very much. And then we have a child who's dealing with trauma and all of all of this show just very much speaks to, you and I in our, in our life journey. So a few things happened during this today. So there was a, a, it was a tragedy and trauma that I have not fully dealt with myself. And I look at it as a gift of being able to relate to my children in a way that I would not be able to relate to them unless this had happened to me. But so, uh, a one, two, three, I was adopted by my father when I was four. So, uh, my mom is my biological mom, but my father is not my biological father. So 
I always wondered where I came from. I have ideas, but I don't really fully know where who my biological father is and where I came from. Um, and when I was four, it was around this time. It was around Christmas. So this time of year is always very, very difficult for me anyways, because my mother and I were shopping in a clothing store and I don't remember all of the details, but I remember the feelings very much. And we were shopping and someone tried to take me. And I have, I remember this person's, this person's face. Like it happened yesterday. I don't know all the events. I have flashes of what happened, but I don't know how they all connect. Um, and it was obviously very traumatic for me. It was very traumatic for my mother. I can only imagine. Um, but there's that shot of Yoda of Grogu, sorry, flying up. And it really triggered when this person ripped me out of my mother's arms and ran up a flight of escalators. And I just saw my mom getting smaller and it's stuff I haven't ever really dealt with because my mom and I never talked about it. My father, who was somewhat abusive, <laughs> mostly to my mother, not to me, but was always absent and was never there, was not there for us. He did not believe us. Every time we brought it up, my father would tell me what didn't ever happen, and we never talked about it. And so it's always sat there. Every time, every year at this time of year, I have nightmares. To this day, to this day. And it made me think of that. It triggered that a lot. Um, however, now that I'm a father to my children, I'm grateful that it happened because I think they're, we know that nothing good brought our kids to us, right? Mm -hmm. And people listening can understand that. And I think about one of my children in particular who was older when they were removed. And at that time, when they're just a little kid, that's the only life they know. They don't know that it's dangerous. They don't, you know, sure, they thought they were scared. They think all these things. and But that's the life they know, and those are their parents. And a police officer or a social worker comes in and takes them away from their parents. And the, our children at the time don't know where they're going. They don't know who these... They were kidnapped. There's no other way to put it. And it might have been for the greater good. But the trauma that that does to a child will never go away. And I couldn't help but think of my son's story as he describes to me from time to time about what it was like when he was taken away. And so I'm watching this episode and it just, it all just hit me because I can't, I know what it was like and I'm 41 years old. Still, my son's still just a little kid. And it's very hard on me personally to know that that will never go away. And I try my best to talk about it with him. And I'm so grateful that he shares those stories with me because I was never allowed to share those stories. And I think about the life that, that Grogu had before he came. And this was the first time he'd ever had a parent that loved him. And that parent couldn't even, they had there so much trauma, they couldn't even give them a hug. And we've just had two little moments in this season where they ran, you know, they ran to each other and they held him. And he just had this fur this moment. And I don't think Din played with Grogu much before this episode. He didn't know how to. And he just started to connect. He just lifted up his helmet a little bit to eat in front of him for the first time ever. And I feel like I saw that little face light up, which we've talked about before, and I saw my children's face light up. They're, you know, we've seen their faces light up when they feel safe. And 
Grogu's face lit up because he feels safe, and that was just taken away from him. And I can only imagine the trauma that that does. And I know it's just, I know, I know it's just a show. But I've always been very transparent on this, that it is more than a show for me. And it is the thing that taps in to my emotions. I don't know if I know how to, quite honestly, as, as weird as this might sound, <laughs> I don't think I know how to talk about my emotions without Star Wars being attached to it. It is the only way I know how to communicate certain things. And I don't, I don't know if that's because of how I related to it as a child and it helped answer my questions because there are things in my own life and my own childhood that we were not allowed to talk about. So I found my answers in star Wars. So maybe that's where it comes from. So it's, it's more than just an episode for me. And I think the thing I want to talk about, because I don't think it's talked about enough is that these things that happen to kids, it's real stuff. There's real kids out there who are beaten and left alone and tortured. And this show is giving us this character in Yoda that we've all loved and grew up with and respect. And Yoda has universal love and praise as this wise person. And I think it's been very powerful to see that this wise, all-powerful being, so powerful in the Force, is still just a fragile, living thing. And we've experienced a lot of things as parents to children with trauma that I'm just not sure a lot of other people do, so I want to just talk about it and some of those horrible horrible things that you see on TV are real and they have lifelong lasting effects that show themselves differently and being a foster parent for the last close to five years training and all that kind of stuff you hear lots of things and Sometimes people say with the best of intentions, you know, like, oh, they're older kids and they're a little damaged. You don't want an older child, you know, when you are in the process. Which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But anyway, it's but it's true. They do say that. There's a lot of things. I remember when our oldest came and I know a few people are like, are you sure you want one that old? They oftentimes have a lot of problems. You know, the thing is, everybody's on a different path. So maybe I take that back. I do think personally from my own path, I think it was always dumb because I had heard people comment on that. It depends on people's path, truth yeah. be told. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there are some wonderful spirits in the bottom line at the end of the day is they're just kids, you know, and they didn't ask for any of these things. Yep. So. All of those things were done to them and they don't know how mm -hmm. to express it. Because let me tell you, we can attest to how wonderful just by giving kids some love, how absolutely wonderful they turn out to be. And yep. they all have their own little twists and turns, just, just like, like any other, other person does. Yep. So, But, uh, you know, I, I that scene of Yoda, I mean, we have a child who was left alone a lot. There was, some, there was a lot of neglect involved. And it has long-lasting effects. It does. And there's just certain connections that are much more difficult to make because there are certain things just not taught. You know, it's been, it's been brought up before about Grogu not speaking because of trauma. You know, I think of one of our kids who came who right before, which I think we've talked about that on this before, mm -hmm. right before they came to us, they only said yes or no. And then when he did come, he knew what, maybe 20 words, maybe. Now we can't stop him. From I talking. can't stop him from talking. <laughs> and he is the nicest, kindest, kindest, thoughtful, the most thoughtful, loving. Person. He's the most thoughtful person yeah. I've ever met in my entire mm -hmm. life. Nothing comes out of his head that is not for someone else. Mm -hmm. It is the biggest gift. It has been the greatest gift he could have ever given me because I see it in him. And as far as I'm concerned, he has a lot of right to hate the world because of it. the world that he came from before he came here. He's got a lot of right to not see a lot of good in people. And doesn't. And doesn't. Mm -hmm. 
they're the ones who are always like, Daddy, you, you always tell people that you give people a second chance. And it's really, really inspiring. And all of this trauma that Grogu is going through is also going to help Din through his trauma. I think he's about... I mean, honestly, like I said, that was my story of an attempted kidnapping that was really flipping terrible that I can't believe I've never been able to talk about. It's very weird that it's just ignored. But Din's never been able to talk about his trauma. And I know the gift that I see that as now so I can relate to my kids in a way that a lot of people are not able to relate because I hope that doesn't happen to anybody else. I hope not. It's a terrible you know. thing. Um, so yeah, this episode brought a lot out and I'm sure I'm not Seems done. Like pro- I'm sure I'm not done processing. Um, but I really, I really hope, I hope people can put a different hat on when they're watching the Mandalorian, at least sometimes maybe on one of your several rewatches and think about baby Yoda as a real kid with trauma. And honestly, we don't ask people necessarily to do a lot. If you have time, volunteer. Do something to help some kids. Do something. There are lots of avenues to go to. There's clothes, toys, things that people can do. And there are kids out there who are really, really hurting. And they're all, they all deserve a shot at a better life. So, so not to change us too far in yes. a different direction, but circling back to the episode, yeah, lift the mood up. It was up really time. good. Yeah, yeah, lift the mood <laughs> up. I gotta say, it was a really, really good episode, and I finally feel that we've. I lost my mic, folks. I lost my mic. <laughs> Is it still there? Uh huh. Oh, boom! All right, I'm back. Never lost it. <laughs> the one time I talk. <laughs> No, it's just it was a really good episode, and I finally feel like, all right, wow, you know, now we're getting somewhere with, uh, how many episodes in are we now? That was chapter six. That was the sixth one, right? Fourteen. Oh, man, it's six. We have two left. Darn it. Okay. I finally feel like we're getting somewhere. What are your predictions for next week? Are you th- who are we going to see come back? Because you know, know we know we've been through this last year. They all come back in some way, shape, yeah. or form. So who do you think is going to be the one they're going to pull back? So. I mean, one thing that I'm really happy for that I think this episode proved to me is, yes, Ahsoka Tano is my favorite character. Yes, we've had discussions of the actor playing them in some of those situations that have surrounded it. And it, is, it, is, it has made it more difficult at the beginning. But I am choosing to look at the character of Ahsoka. And if you don't choose to do that, I respect that. But for me, that's what I'm choosing to do. And I was very, very worried that my favorite character was going to overshadow Din, who I've really learned to love. I really liked last episode, or last season. I think this season is light years above where last season was. And that today, and how messed up I've been, I have not felt like this. I have not ever been as affected by Star Wars as this, except for when Ahsoka Tano left in like 2012, whenever that was. When she walked away, I have never been the same person ever since. It affected 2012. me. 2012. Wow. That was a long time ago. I'm, I'm not, don't quote me on that's when the episode aired, but I want to say well, it was 2014. Well, you are the super fan. Maybe it was Better 2014. Right. I don't know. It was a long time. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it was a long time ago, and I've never been the same since. I'm going to ask Suri. You should. When did the wrong Jedi air? Uh, and I don't know if I'm going to be the same person after this episode. I, I know I can never look at Grogu. Suri. When did the wrong Jedi episode air on the Clone Wars? Here's what I found on the web. (laughs) (laughs) He thought I wouldn't do it. Well, if you keep talking, I'll look it up. Just don't give us some dead air. Uh, So, no, Tom, you answer that. In usual Siri fashion, now I have to read it. God forbid she could just tell me. I'll look it up. You tell me what you think is going to happen. Who's coming? Um, I think Ahsoka Tano's coming back. I think that they're going to... I think we're also going to see Ahsoka Tano bring back Blue Lady... What's her name? 
Now, mind you, I was the one blue who said Blue lady? The, uh, I forget. Bo-Katan? Bo-Katan, yeah. Well, She's she not blue. Her blue. costume's blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 2013. And I was the one who said March the most 1st. important thing you could do is remember somebody's name, but for some reason these Star Wars names are tough for me. March anyway. 1st, 2013. 2013. That was a long time ago, seven years ago. Yeah. Seven and a half. What did I say, 2012, case. right? You did. You did. Mm, pretty close. A little dent in that super phantom, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking, hey, they're going to get... I believe they'll get Grogu back today, uh, this season. So I'm feeling good about it. Like we discussed this morning, we were actually glad to see Mm -hmm. if he was going to be kidnapped. And we all knew, and everybody watching it knew it was going in that direction. At least they did it now. And hopefully it's resolved by the end of the season. We don't want to go waiting, in this case, you know, half a year. Well, no, three quarters plus of a year. Waiting for uh, Grogu to return. Yep. So I think my prediction is uh, they're on the hunt now. They're pulling in all the people. We're bringing everybody back. We're going to get Grief Cargo. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Gina, whatever her name is now. What's her real name? Cara uh, Dune. Cara Dune, which we like that character. I know, sorry. But the character, again, is yep. the character. Uh, uh, Ahsoka Tano. Uh, what's her name? Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. And I think the other guy, I think they're pulling everybody back. They're all going to work well, that's together. that's what happened last year. Exactly. They're going to work together yeah. with Din to go ahead and they all owe him in a way, right? So They do. So they all come back and they will find Grogu. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to put one thing out there that I probably shouldn't do because this wait, might be wait. unhealthy speculation. Okay. Maybe my girl from the water will come back. Baskethead. What's her name? From last Omera. year. Omera, yes. That'd be cool. She'll come back now that she realizes, hey, maybe. you've lost him. So maybe yeah. they'll circle back now. She was a good shot. Well, she wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> I would, too. I do. <laughs> Especially the uh, other, the body double, Clint Eastwood or whoever's nephew it is or whatever. That sexy walk, Mando. Hmm. <laughs> Break I me still off find it hard to believe there's three, there's three characters playing Mandalorian yeah. besides... I, well, there was last season. I don't know if oh, there okay. is this season. I don't know. Uh, That's so, a good job, actually. Yep. So <laughs> I'm going to put this out there. This might be unhealthy speculation. I have been anticipating this. And yes, I... I thought Baby Yoda would be gone. I thought that's how this season was going to end, though. So I was mentally preparing myself because I was worried about all of these things coming. Grogu. Grogu. Gosh, thank you, Thomas. You're welcome. Um, I want Din to get him back. And the last shot, and this is really dangerous, so don't commit me and don't put too much credence in this because remember, I was wrong. I've been touting for over a year. Hashtag who's Bane is the gunslinger. I was wrong. So I'm probably going to be wrong about this too. But how great would it be if the last shot of this season is Din holding baby Yoda and taking his helmet off and kissing his child on the forehead? You know, that would be cool. Don't think it's going to happen though. But that would be cool. Like how beautiful. Oh my God. The entire world will be in a puddle. <laughs> Okay, but hang on a second. So let's go back to last week. Yeah. And then there was Ahsoka. Uh-huh. And if, you know, what was she in? She was behind the uh, uh, the wall with that lady. Okay. And mm-hmm. her boss was who? The one I can't remember. And yes, I was... Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yes, exactly. Don't think I who, didn't you know forget. Who, you know the tattoo on her head? Nope. Remember I had asked about the tattoo on her? Okay, so... Uh, Morgan Esbeth, that was her name, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. She had like this little tattoo on her head. Uh huh. A night sister. Oh, I like the night sisters. So there have been there are other groups of night sisters. She's clearly not a Zabrak, okay. but she's a night sister. Okay, so that was good episodes. Pretty rad. Interesting. So, well, what about that guy? I think he should come back. He needs to make an appearance. I want to see him at the end. That guy. Yeah, her My boss. Sp- oh, Grad Admiral Thon. I don't think. So Maybe. mention him for if nothing. Any, no, if anything, if he's going to be in live action, if he's going to be in this, I don't know if that was a... I, we know there, there's rumors that this is spinning off into other shows mm-hmm. and stuff like that, so I mm-hmm. don't know. But I, it could be like a last shot of... Remember last year when he right. like cut out the, the Darksaber? Right. I mean, there could be some dude True. like in a gigant... We have not seen a Star Destroyer yet, so imagine if there's a Star Destroyer coming out of... We saw Exegol, which I believe mm-hmm. is supposed to be in the Unknown Regions. Mm-hmm. And we see like a 
a star destroyer or something, something super imperial. Because they said that I can't believe it. They're back, the Imperials. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? So now, if we see a star destroyer and this dude in blue, like standing on the bridge, it'd be pretty rad. Well, thinking back to the eight episodes last year, remember the seventh one was the big mm-hmm. one. It was the big disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, the bombs were coming in. They were sending the big guns. You know, it was they killed Kuil. Yeah, this was the big one. So we should all be prepared mm-hmm. next week. For the big one. The, mm-hmm. the big one that's going to leave you like, oh, I can't believe they did that. Although this, I can't believe they got rid of the Razor Crest. I mean, they can't save that. That's gone. Boom. So, mm-hmm. and that's his home. So that that was a big loss, you know, I thought, today. And, and an unusual loss. That's like killing, you know. That's like killing the Millennium Falcon. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I have to say, I really, 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 really enjoyed Boba, Fennec, and Din. Mm. That could be a trio. I could watch. Like he had a good accent. I liked it. Yeah, he's. Uh, I don't remember what country he's from. New yeah, Zealand. I, maybe? I don't know. He, was, yeah. he, he did a he, good job. He was really, really good. Honestly, it was great. Mm-hmm. I they they gave that character a lot. But with that, we're going to give you a lot and give you all the places you can follow us. So you can follow us at Serving Pink Milk on both Twitter and Instagram. Oh, so we're done. We're done. <laughs> It was a quickie today. It was a quickie. Huh. It's because you're going to be live serving pink in just a few hours. Just a and few hours. I got to get this posted and up. I might and... make a special appearance. Yeah. So, anyways, I mean, I, I, sorry, honey. I don't think I'll be super present this evening. So, follow us at Serving Pink Milk on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to well, go. You better be super present because we have a big interview tomorrow morning. Yes. Mm. Stay tuned next week. Follow us on Serving Pink Milk. Follow us. And you can find out who it is. So that'll be out on Wednesday. So I'm going to put this episode out tonight. So it's going to be a hack job. Hopefully it sounds okay. Uh, don't forget to visit us on YouTube. Go to uh, Pink Milk Podcast on YouTube. Find us. I'm working on getting us our, uh, our URL. Uh, I'm going to put a show note in the show notes, the uh, link to the GoFundMe for uh, trans rights or human rights. This is the way. Fun go fund me. I'm gonna put that in there. It's a really wonderful thing. Uh Maggie, Candace, and Eric are so close to twenty thousand dollars. It will be really, really amazing. So if you have the means, please send that their way. And don't forget to leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. So until well, I'll see well, I'll actually see all of you in a few hours. Thomas, they'll hear from you next week. Maybe they'll see you tonight. Maybe. All right. (laughs) It's time to drink up. Drink up.